From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. There's a rich choral tradition in the schools of the West. Students in excellent high school programs find opportunities to sing in excellent college and university programs. Students at all of those levels have life-changing experiences singing great music under the batons of wonderful educators. And every once in a while, an ensemble that begins its life in the halls of a great educational institution spreads its wings and flies beyond the confines of the institution to have a rich life all of its own. That's what happened with tonight's guests on Highway 89. Cantorum Chamber Choir began its life as an early music ensemble right here at Brigham Young University. But over time, the group has evolved to become one of the premier non-collegiate vocal ensembles in the western U.S. Many of Cantorum's members are music educators themselves, reflecting the group's goal to inspire the musicians of a new generation. Under the direction of Steve Durchy, we're delighted to have them with us on Highway 89, and we look forward to an hour of music and conversation. They're going to be performing music from a program prepared for the Western Division Conference of the American Choral Directors Association in Pasadena, California, at which they were invited to perform. Let's begin with some music. Here's Deus in Adiutorium Meum Intende, a double choir motet from the 17th century, composed by Juan Gutierrez de Padilla. Cantorum Chamber Choir on Highway 89. Deus in adiutorium meum intende.
Deus in Adiutorium Meum Intende, God, my helper, save me. Composer Juan Gutierrez de Padilla, Cantorum in the studio today, coming to you live on Highway 89. And if you were lucky enough to be sitting in between your right and your left speakers, you heard the double choir formation. Steve Durchie, thank you very much. What a fun tradition to hear those echoing back and forth. That is a great piece, and I think it showcases well the early music tradition of Contorum Chamber Choir. We talked about the variety of musicians that are part of the choir. Fill us in about who who are we hearing? We're hearing a group of musicians primarily from Utah County. I believe all but four of us live in Utah County. Uh, There are 33 of us, and among those 33 are three sets of siblings, one married couple, and I believe 14 of the 33 are music educators. Wow, that's a big percentage. Are they on time? Most every week. (laughs) Uh, So between you record, you perform, and you do some outreach. And I would like to just have you tell the audience some of the things that group members do that you do as a choir. Reaching out to the junior high and high schools in Utah County, specifically in Orem, has been really important to us in establishing a following of excited high school students, junior high students, and encouraging them to continue on through music into high school and college and beyond and showing them what is available. So everybody we're hearing today is college age or above. Correct. Well, tell us about these next few pieces. The uh, Howell's Requiem was written in response to Herbert Howell's son's death. And it was a very intimate and reflective piece for him. In fact, he wrote it never intending for it to be performed. And the Salvatore Mundi that we'll be performing, uh, despite its Latin title, will be sung in English, O Savior of the World. And it's a very intimate expression of grief and pain and also of hope and longing. When I, when I hear that, I can't help but picture him maybe in his study looking at the score and hearing it in his mind and thinking of his son for all those years. And then the remarkable thing is that he took that score and put it away. And it was just a perhaps a static memorial of his love. And I'm excited that we can bring that to life Mm. and share that with our audience. Uh, Following that, we will perform Hugo Dissler's Singet dem Herrn ein neues Lied. This was written uh, toward the end of of Hugo Dissler's life. It was 1942, Germany, and we see the rise of the Nazi party and Adolf Hitler. And part of the the propaganda of the time was that the regime sought out and labeled degenerate art or mm. entartete Kunst. And Hugo Dissler's art, his music, was labeled degenerate. It was looking back, it had jazz chords, it had perhaps the antithesis of Mahler. And, um, and so in this, uh, we look to an artist who was fearless in his expression and who ended up taking his life so that he could avoid the inevitable draft of the Nazi party. Two very dramatic stories. Let's hear from Cantorum now as they perform Salvador Mundi from The Requiem by Herbert Howells and Hugo Dissler's Zinget dem Herrn ein neues Lied. Thank you. 
Pieces heard live in Studio 6 here on Highway 89. First, we heard Salvatore Mundi from the Requiem by Herbert Howells and Sing It, Dem Herren, I Know You Sleep. I love the octaves and the men and those high sopranos. You can't call it a pedal tone, I suppose, if it's up that high. Just beautiful, beautifully sung. Speaking now with Camille Kilpak, she's choral director at Orem Junior High and president of the Utah chapter of the American Choral Directors Association. Camille, thank you for speaking with us. Thank you for having us. It's a great honor for all of us. 
Well, you, you are the president of the Utah chapter of the ACDA, the American Choral Directors Association. So tell me what the significance is, and for our listeners who don't know what that means, that you were asked to perform at this divisional organization. So, first of all, ACDA is the professional organization for choral directors, but you could also say choral participants and choral enthusiasts. And um, I say that ACDA is pretty much synonymous with its conferences and conventions. So it's a huge deal that we've been able to, to be invited. There's a, a few other reasons too. Um, choral directors come from far and wide to hear beautiful music, beautiful choral music in beautiful venues, to see creativity and innovation on the stage, to receive ideas and just to be inspired. And that's a lot of pressure for us as performers because we're performing for the experts, for the best of the best. Yeah, yeah no pressure. No pressure at all, but it's <laughs> but a great honor. But they're probably also among the most appreciative audiences, aren't they? Because they know exactly what you've gone through and what you're trying to produce. If we sing well. <laughs> if we sing well, they'll be very appreciative and very warm. And um, under our leadership, really, I think we've put together a, quite a beautiful program. So um, we have faith that we, we're gonna be able to uh, meet with warm audiences. A, a, a really nice variety of pieces that you're giving us today, and these will all be performed in that setting, right? Um, I think about half the literature that we're performing tonight will be in that setting because there is a time limit. Well, um, we're glad we get more. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and we've worked really, really hard because we do need to take this invitation very seriously. Um, in the Western region, we have California, Arizona, Nevada, Hawaii, and we were selected by a blind audition on, on our own merits. And we are the only group representing Utah at this convention. So they're purely just listening to the sound they love and picking you. Yes. That's a nice recommendation. Yes. Well, tell me about these next few pieces, because these are kind of more recent composers. Uh, yes. So first, we'll begin with Soldier Song, which is a tribute to Joan of Arc, and it was composed by Leonard Bernstein, and this is our nod to his 100th anniversary. And we will follow that with um, just seamlessly into Healing Light, which is a modern Welsh composer Carl Jenkins' piece. And 1999. That's the most recent one, I think, on the program. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he, he composed uh, an anti-war mass, and this is taken from that anti-war mass. Mm. And then we will conclude this set with Evening Song by Zoltan Kodai, and this is his most famous work for choral, um, for choral ensembles, and it is essentially a, a campfire prayer. Good. Well, let's hear Cantorum as they perform Soldier's Song, which uh, you, you just, even though it's about Joan of Arc, you're going to know it has Leonard Bernstein's stamp on it. Shine, my shining, shining, shine. 
Cantorum, live in Studio 6. This is Highway 89. We've just heard Zoltan Kodai's most famous choral piece, Evening Song, Healing Light from Carl Jenkins, and starting the set, The Soldier's Song by Leonard Bernstein. Talking now with Melissa Thorne. She's the choral director at Corner Canyon High School, director of the Salt Lake Choral Artist Women's Choir. You just sing all day long. Yeah, all day, every day, and sometimes <laughs> late into the evening. How does your voice do with all that? <laughs> Pretty well. It takes a lot of training, but you get up to that. Well, you have so many different people in the choir, a lot of groups that you must find some choirs that you all mutually admire. I think that one of the things that you could find in here is that we've all got some some mentor that's made a real difference in our life. Mm. Um, we've worked, uh, people in the choir have worked with uh, local people like Craig Jessup, Ron Staley, and Mac Wilberg, as well as people like Howard Helvey and Anton Armstrong around the country. And I think that having all of those influences brings us a real interesting variety of perspectives to the group, and we come together with a pretty unique conglomerate of that. Well, we're going to hear some arrangements of some folk songs in a minute, but we hear there's a story that kind of impacted you about a comparison made between U.S. and European folk songs. I'd like to hear about this. Yeah, so this summer, um, three of us that are in the group, myself, Steve, and Ian, had the opportunity to participate in a choral symposium in Spain. And we were lucky enough to work with um, Bernie Sherlock, who is the conductor of the New Dublin Voices. Mm. And she was conducting us in an assortment of um, folk songs from the British Isles. And one of the things that she talked about um, as we were rehearsing was how she was a little jealous that the U.S. folk songs were so innocent and pure and hopeful, whereas the folk songs of many European countries are a little bit more tragic, a little bit darker, and a little bit sadder. And she, she talked about how she really um, envied that, that sentiment that just lives within our folk music culture of a little bit more hope. Yeah, there's so many Irish songs that somebody has to die there's or be heartbroken uh -huh. or never be heard from again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well... That's the way we start our next piece, it isn't is, it? <laughs> in fact, we start with Loch Lomond, arranged by Jonathan Quick, which is a Scottish folk song. And even though it has a very um, happy, light melody, it's about two lovers who will never see each other again. Of course. So um, the interesting thing about this arrangement, this is actually an arrangement that we got from that workshop with Bernie. Um, it has a little bit of a more militaristic march feel towards the end, which you don't hear a lot in that. And she talked about the idea of the soldiers and the bodies being brought home from war and the both happy celebration and tragedy that that is. It's so pretty. It is. It's really beautiful. And our soloist on that is Ian, and he actually was selected to sing that solo with Bernie this last summer. Nice. And I should mention he also opened the whole evening here tonight as the soloist. Yeah, he's pretty great. We like him a lot. Um, and then after that, we'll follow it with an American folk song, All the Pretty Little Horses, arranged by Jeffrey Duma, which has a very happy text in spite of it sounding a little bit sadder, in fact, than Loch Lomond. And then we finish that with Jenny Rebecca, arranged by Claire T. McAlfresh, which is a really beautiful text um, written to the idea of this Jenny Rebecca, this newborn babe, and the hope and the dreams that come with her life. Good. Well, let's hear Cantorum now. And if, if you have to die and never see your loved one again, at least let's have nice music like this. By yon bonny banks and by yon bonny blaze Where the sun shines bright on Loch Lomond Where me and me true love 
arms together on the bonny, bonny banks of Loch
This is Highway 89 coming to you live this very minute from Studio 6 at BYU Broadcasting. We heard Jenny Rebecca arranged by Claire T. McElfresh, Jeffrey Dumas, All the Pretty Little Horses, and Loch Lomond arranged by Jonathan Quick, Ian McDougall, soloist. Joseph Ogden, uh, recently retired from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir and currently a member. Could Could you just not do without singing? I guess not. I mean, that, that was uh, three times a week, and this is a couple times a week. But you're currently a member of the Contorum Advisory Board. So tell us a little bit about the mission, because you do have a definite mission in mind. Yeah, I think we would all echo the words of the great choral composer Robert Shaw. He, he said something about music not being a luxury, um, it being more of a necessity for us, not because of the therapeutic nature of it or its universal language, but because it requires us to have a persistent focus um, of our intelligence, our, appara- our aspiration, hmm. and of our goodwill. Uh, and I think um, Cantorum kind of reflects that as well because we perform really a wide variety of music and cultural styles. Our focus is both on educating and entertaining our audiences. And of course, as you mentioned at the start, our goal is to inspire the next generation of choral musicians. Which you kind of have to be able to see that the people doing the music are having fun, enjoying yeah. it, even on a serious piece, that they're loving the focus. I think that's one of the things that makes Contorum so unique is that everybody really genuinely enjoys seeing each other at each rehearsal and maybe catching some sushi after rehearsal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you do have a very exciting season planned. Tell us about some of the things that people following you on Facebook and, and on your website can look forward to. Well, we've been looking forward to uh, tonight's performance. Um, We have a couple of other local performances coming up. On uh, March the 7th, we're going to be at St. Mary's Episcopal Church in Provo. Uh, That performance begins at 7. And then uh, our ACDA performance in Pasadena, California is on the 17th of March. And then we end our season with our uh, concert uh, at the Orem Library on April the 16th, which is a Monday night at 7 p.m. Which might be the best acoustic, sp- acoustic space of all of those that you just mentioned. It is pretty remarkable there, actually. <laughs> well, tell us about this next one. Dan-, Dan Forrest wrote this piece, and he is doing so much good work these days. Yeah, the next song actually might sound like a love story, but if you know that it's from Ruth, mm-hmm. uh, chapter 1 in the Bible, it takes on a totally different meaning. It has a spiritual context to it, that is uh, pretty deep-rooted in how many of us feel. Uh, And as you mentioned, it was written by Dan Forrest, who is a very talented modern American composer. Let's hear this Entreat Me Not to Leave You, one of those rare songs where the mother-in-law was not the bad guy.
Beautiful story of Naomi and Ruth. That's Entreat Me Not to Leave You by composer Dan Forrest. You're listening to Highway 89 live with Contorum today in studio. Steve Durchie, artistic director of Contorum. We get to speak with you again for just a few minutes. We heard a little bit uh, from uh, Mr. Ogden about the mission of the choir, but central to that is this notion of bringing choral music to a new generation of audiences and musicians. So how exactly do you accomplish that? 
And as part of our outreach program, which is generously sponsored by Orem City and, and part of their CARE grant, we're able to work with high schools and junior highs, sing with them. We typically uh, sing pieces together. We listen to them. We do sectionals together. We eat together. That usually is not far from any choir, some meal of some kind. <laughs> and these students end up having an experience with really high level musicians that is encouraging and inspiring to them. And I've had students who follow the singers on Facebook, students who see them outside of the context of choir and ask if, if they're in contorum and if they remember that one time they sang with us. And these are the experiences that I think that we both seek for and are really grateful for. So you're not just singing to them. Do you get to sing with them? Do they get to sing with Singing with them, I think, is the most important part of the experience. How exciting. It's a a visceral experience for for both groups. I'm wondering, uh, obviously this mission uh, goes well with the fact that you have 14 music educators in the choir. I mean, you probably had to have that as your mission because... They're they're pretty amazing, and they're also very passionate about sharing music, high-level music, and bringing the highest possible music so to So there's sort students. of a, a sidebar question is, you have all these music educators who know how it should be. And there's a lot of all, chefs. They all come together, as you say, and are, they may be good teachers, but are they good followers? That's what we want to. Are you ready for this? You don't even They're, have to answer that. <laughs> they are, I think that in the highest level of musicianship, they give way to the ensemble. Mm. And it speaks a lot about both their sensitivity and their artistry. Oh, that's great. Um, is there a favorite place or a favorite kind of workshop or, or event that you do when, when you're part of your outreach? Working with, I think, the youngest students mm-hmm. who aren't yet quite jaded by what it means or doesn't mean to sing, who still have perhaps even in in their inability to match pitch, a sense of wonder and magic about singing. Mm. So you show up and you're the magi- magicians. We do try to make a really magical choral experience. <laughs> well, tell us about this next piece. Uh, it's got to be a pretty good piece to even match up uh, impact-wise with the, the, the very memorable name of the composer, Adolphus Hailstork. He was a... a a doctorate of composition from Michigan State. And this this uh, American folk song first showed up in the 1930s. You would have seen it in the South, and it was often paired with perhaps the more familiar Were You There When They Crucified My mm. Lord, also often known under the title Never Said a Mumbling Word. And this piece is a, a fairly, to conclude, a, a passionate recounting of the crucifixion. Let's hear this. Our choir today is Cantorum. We've just been speaking with Steve Durchie, artistic director of the group.
Crucifixion, sung by Cantorum. We've been hearing music on this episode of Highway 89 from a program prepared by Cantorum Chamber Choir for performance at the Western Division Conference of the American Choral Directors Association. What a pleasure to spend an hour here in the studio hearing this great music, the air vibrating. I'm just over here in the corner smiling as quietly as I can. The choir operates under the direction of Steve Durchie. Learn more about Cantorum Chamber Choir online, cantorumchamberchoir.org. If you just caught part of the show, you'd like to hear the beginning, listen again, or share it with a friend, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also, follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Victoria Khalil and Naomi Campbell. And the show's producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>